Y'all, we all got weaknesses. It's okay. Just acknowledge what those weaknesses are and be willing to confront them. Even when restoration doesn't work, forgiveness always does. Chris, how did you overcome the whole passive husband thing? I led him through it. (laughs) (laughs) There is work for us to do. It is not just sit back and cross my arms and just kind of wait for God to drop the miracle. Hey, y'all, it's Dana Shea. For real faith-based marriage advice, be sure to tune into Real Relationship Talk on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. God didn't have a, a backup plan. He had an eternal plan. And Jesus was always the eternal plan. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. I'm your host, Caden Fabrizio. I just want to say thanks so much for joining today. Um, If this is your first time, Coming to the pod, I just want to say welcome. It's an honor to have you spend the next 30-ish minutes with us um, here at Questions with Caden. If you don't know anything about this podcast, what it is is every single episode, we ask one topic, sometimes with a guest, sometimes just by myself. We ask one question, and we break that question down as deeply, biblically, and relevantly as we possibly can to hopefully give you uh, some clarity, potentially even an answer to these questions. Um. And hopefully these questions that are barriers to a walk, a a deep relationship with Jesus, maybe believing in Jesus in general, um, maybe these answers can help you on that journey. I know everybody's on a journey in their faith. Everybody has questions. And sometimes we just don't get answers to those questions. And maybe it's because we're afraid to ask them. And this is a safe place where you can ask those questions and get those answers. But maybe it's because we thought that questions... um, or something that God didn't like, that questions mean doubting. But I think the reality is, is having questions for someone is part of building an intimate foundation, an intimate relationship. Because if you don't have questions for someone about things, about what they think or what they believe, about you know the, the perspectives on things, even with God, you're not asking those questions. You're actually not building a deep relationship anyway. So truthfully... Uh, Yeah, I think we think our questions are bad, but I think God loves our questions. So with all that, welcome to the pod. Uh, We have a big question we're asking today, one that I think is probably the question most people in the world are asking. I've heard this question so many times. I actually have done a rendition of this. I think one of my first podcasts ever on Questions with Caden a couple years ago, we asked the question, why do bad things happen to good people? And I think this is a very similar a uh, similar question with a very probably similar answer, but I'm really excited to dive in today and really break this down. Of course, before we do that, we got a qu- couple quick announcements and then we'll jump right in. Number one being big shout out to Life Audio. Appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for all that you do. If you want more Christian podcasts and you're like, hey, where can I find another good Christian podcast? Go ahead and go to lifeaudio.com. Uh, my podcast is on there, but also there's tons of other Christian podcasts on there. They have ones about parenting. They have ones about uh, history. They have ones um, about dating. They just have so many. So go ahead and go to lifeaudio.com. Check those out. Secondly, shout out UME Media. Always, always love being in this space and just believe in what God's doing here. So if you want to rent this space, go ahead and go to youandmemedia.co. Click on that studio button and you can rent this spot. 
Um, thirdly, subscribe everywhere. Literally everywhere that you can. If you listen on Spotify, if you watch on YouTube, if you listen on Apple, Odyssey, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever it is, just be sure to subscribe. Um, it means the world for us. Leave a, a, a rating and a review. Just helps us get this podcast out to more people, and we would love to reach more people with the message of Jesus and the hope of answering some questions that they have. So do all them things, and also be sure to follow me on Instagram at caden.fabrizio to stay up to date with everything going on in the world of QWC and other ministry stuff I'm doing. Oh, yes, last last announcement. A Yona announcement, baby. My favorite announcements. September 29th, 7.30 p.m. in Upland, California at the Highlander Auditorium. We will be doing Yona Inland Empire. We're launching our first ever citywide Yona night uh, region-wide, Yona and I, really, we're reaching everybody in the IE. We've rented a theater, believing we're going to pack it out in the name of Jesus. And I'm, I'm praying for 400-plus salvations. I think there's people that are going to come and give their life to Jesus, and that's why we do this thing. So come to Yona Nights if you are in SoCal, uh, or maybe if you're a little outside SoCal, maybe you want to drive in. I know there's a couple people flying in. And I know there's people driving upwards of six hours to come experience what God's doing at a Yona night. And I really think you'll be encouraged, you'll be inspired. And it's the perfect place to bring somebody you've been believing for and contending for their faith for a really long time. Someone that you're like, man, they just need to know Jesus. They just need to know how much Jesus loves them and has for their life. Um, that night, that's, that'll be one of the things we focus on, being in the presence of Jesus, but also giving people an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. So come September 29th, 7.30 p.m., Upland, California at the Highlander Auditorium. It's a really cool theater. And uh, yeah, bring somebody who needs Jesus, and maybe that's even you. So we will see you there. Pumped to see you. Uh, As we said in the last episode, if you are coming, you've been a longtime listener of the pod, myself, Maddie B., and Courtney will all be there. So you can come meet all of us uh, if you want. We can do a little podcast meetup while we're there. Why not? Um, I got to meet a couple of you guys before I've come to Yona and it's been really cool getting to meet you guys. So I'd love to see y'all face to face Had a Yona night. All right, let's ask this question and get into the nitty gritty. If God is good, why is there bad? And it, uh, truthfully, if this question was inspired by a comment that somebody left on a video of mine on TikTok where I posted a video where I said, God's not the God of if, he's the God of, he's not the God of if he can, he's the God of because he can. And somebody commented on that video and said, yeah, and because he can, he lets orphans and children die hungry. And that broke my heart because I think people have a large misunderstanding of who God is, of the goodness of God, um, and of this question. A lot of people always say, well, if God's good, why is there bad people? Why, is, why do bad things happen to good people? Why is there evil in the world? Why? And so today we're going to break that down, and we're going to dive into that. And uh, i just love to read a, a little quick foundational scripture and then jump into that. Romans eight twenty eight. it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Let's pray, and then let's just jump into this thing. I'm really excited. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this convo. We just invite you into this podcast. We just say, do what you want. And Lord, speak to us on this matter. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you speak through me? Would you give me revelation even now as I'm sitting here about this topic? Give me heavenly wisdom and insight to be able to share about the good things of your kingdom, the secret things of your kingdom. And Lord, I just pray that every single person that's listening would experience the goodness of you through your presence right now in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we just declare that, we ask that, and we seal all that in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. If God is good, why is there bad? I think, I don't want to overcomplicate this answer. I think you can you can overcomplicate it and you can try to overcomplicate it, but I want to simplify, as always, this answer. I think there's two things that we're going to focus on really to answer this question. We're going to ask the question, if God is good, why is there bad? Um, there's two things to focus on and then there's one thing to answer. So the two things that I want, want to focus on is I want to focus on number one, sin, and then number two, I want to focus on free will. But before I get to any of that, I want to focus on what is good. That's a hard question because in order to answer this question, we have to first identify what is good. If God is good, why is there bad? Well, what's good and what's bad? Because I think there's a lot of people that they could have a lot of different views on what's good and what's bad. Because there's some people in this world that think that sin is good. They think living their life, living their own truth, living the things they want to do, that's good because it feels good. But in order for us to answer this question, we have to first define good. And I would say good is defined by everything in the Bible that God defines as good and good for us. Healthy. Anything that has to do with harboring harboring, uh, good fruit in our lives and facilitating healthy relationship with Jesus equals good. Uh, anything that outside of that, we're not even going to consider. We're not going to consider any of those things as good because the thing about good and evil is that it can come down to like a moralistic thing. And when we get like tied up into morals and moralistic behaviors, then we actually take God out of the question because there's a lot of things that humans can morally decide are good but we're not moralists, we're Christians. And so we operate our lives out of the, fr- the fruit of Jesus. We operate our lives out of the goodness of God, out of the grace of God. And so I think our life and our, our definition of good has to be anything that serves God, that creates good fruit in our lives, which is, or is healthy for us, and facilitates and creates a deep, intimate, healthy relationship with Jesus. So now let's get into these two concepts that are going to help us understand if God is good, why is there bad? Number one, sin. So we got to start in the very beginning of humanity to understand God's relationship with humans and understand how sin throws a wrench in all of that. So in the beginning, the book of Genesis tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. It also says that God created Adam, which was the first man, a man that he wanted to have relationship with. He then realized that it's not good for man to be alone, so he created Eve, which would be man's helper or companion or friend. 
So there's Adam and there's Eve in the garden. Now, here's the interesting thing about what God did in the garden. God created a perfect place inside the garden, a place, many say that Eden is actually where heaven and earth intersected. It was a, a place of perfection, of perfect unity with Jesus and perfect relationship with Jesus. So it was a place that actually mirrored heaven. It mirrored no weeping of tears, no pain, no heartbreak, and no sin. However, God did not create Adam, nor did he create Eve to be mindless robots. God created Adam and Eve to have communion with God in a way that was not robotic, but was out of true love and true intimacy. And there's only one way for somebody or something to have full intimacy and true love with something, and it's by choice. So in order for God to create Adam and Eve and have relationship with them that was genuine and it was not a you will love me like like a squeezing of them like you will love me you have no choice there was not a dictatorship it was genuine relationship in order for that to happen God had to create an opportunity for Adam and Eve to choose so Adam and Eve had a choice they could choose God or they could choose literally the only other option themselves. So God tells them to give them this choice. God says, listen, you can do whatever you want in the garden of Eden. You can name the animals, you can work, you can enjoy life, you can, you can create, you can make kids, you can literally do whatever you want to do and I'll do it all with you. There's just one thing you cannot do. You see that tree over there? Let's just call it the tree of good and evil. You can't eat from that tree. This is where like things get interesting because some people argue, well, wasn't that just setting them up for failure? No, that was setting them up for the opportunity to choose. They could choose to disobey God or they could choose to obey and have right relationship with him forever. Sin did not exist at this point. The word probably never even crossed Adam and Eve's mind. They knew I'm in a relationship with God. That's all I need. This is the best thing ever. I, life is perfect. I'm in Eden. I'm in the intersection of heaven and earth with the creator of the universe, who's an awesome guy, and we're having a great time. However, one day, the Bible says that Satan disguised himself and deceived Eve to eat from the tree. Now, this is not a magical tree. Like, I don't, I don't believe that this tree had superpowers. I just think that this tree gave the opportunity for choice. And when Eve was deceived and ate... Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. 
Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. From the tree and then told Adam to do the same, and he was deceived and ate from the tree. What they did was they made the choice to act opposite of what God had asked them to do, meaning they had rebelled against God, creating sin. So the first time we see sin in the Old Testament, in the, in the world, really, is when Adam and Eve make this decision to eat from the tree. And it wasn't that the tree was bad, it's that the choice created sin. It created this uh, separation between Adam and Eve and God. Now that choice to sin left a catastrophic consequence to our ability as human beings to interact with God. How come? Well, God is good. So God cannot interact with evil. He's pure good. There's no evil in God. There's no darkness in God. There's no, there's, there's, there's no chaos in God. It's only goodness, love, joy, peace, So God can't, as a perfect good God, cannot interact with things that have imperfection or evil or darkness in them. So what sin did is it built this barrier between man and God because God was no longer able to interact with humans in the way that he once was able to because of the way that they had essentially built a wall of darkness between themselves and God. Now, all of this happened because what God did is he gave them, this is the second thing I want to talk about. He gave them free will. Now, since we understand sin and how it happened, we now look at free will. For God to have implemented something in the garden, like a tree that you're not supposed to eat from, he gave Adam and Eve the opportunity for themselves not to be mindless robots and not to be stuck in this dictatorship relationship like Stockholm Syndrome. But he gave Adam and Eve the choice to every single day choose relationship with God. What that created was free will. And Adam and Eve, they made a choice, whether they were deceived to make that choice or not, doesn't matter. They made a choice that caused them out of their free will to cause them to have a consequence. And that consequence in scripture is that they were, they were exiled from Eden and um, Eve was punished with childbirth, labor, pains, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And all of that was because of this consequence of sin. I think, truthfully, I can almost guarantee you that when Adam and Eve sinned, when they turned from God, I can guarantee you it broke God's heart. But something I heard a theologian say the other day is that God didn't have a a backup plan. He had an eternal plan. And Jesus was always the eternal plan. He knew from the second he created humans, he knew that they were going to rebel against him. He's God. He has foreknowledge. He knows all things. 
he understood that the that by giving them free will, there was the chance that they would take the opposite direction, create sin in the world, rebel against God, and they would be exiled from Eden and then relationship with relationship with God would would cease. He knew that. But he wanted to create humanity and loved humanity so much that he was willing to put that in play and then save us again through the blood of Jesus just to have relationship with us. See, now that we understand sin, we understand free will, I want to talk a bit about the old covenant and the new covenant, which is a fancy way of saying the way that God interacted with humans in the Old Testament and the way God interacts with humans in the New Testament. A lot of people look at the Old Testament and the New Testament and they go, wow, God is so different in both Testaments. No, false. What's different is actually the relationship God is able to have with humans because sin is no longer getting in the way. Sin has no longer put a, a, a barrier between man and God. Why? Because God sent Jesus to become the sin of the world, a man who who was fully man and fully God, who knew no sin, did not ever sin. He took on the sins of the world on the cross, died, and his blood shed for us as a sacrifice, as the last eternal sacrifice, so that we could get back into right standing with God, and so that we could have a relationship with him again, like in the Garden of Eden. So now you understand sin, you understand free will, and then now you understand the new covenant, which basically means this. You understand what got in the way of our good God and what broke the world, sin. Two, you understand how that was able to happen and why we're not mindless robots, free will. And three, you understand how God fixed it the new covenant, the blood of Jesus. However, you're still asking the question, if God is good, why is there bad in this world? What, what happened in the, the consequence of free will, everything has actions, right? Everything, every action has a reaction, aka meaning every action has a consequence. When you do something, something comes from that. When you throw a stone in a lake, there's ripples, And when Adam and Eve made the action of eating from the tree, they created sin in the world. And that sin corrupted the world and humanity. So God sent his son to die to basically reset humanity and give us a choice again, once again, give us a choice to choose him. He said, I did the heavy work. I died on the cross for your sins. I took sin. I gave you the opportunity and the chance to come in back into Eden, back into a relationship with me so you can make that choice again. But again, we're not mindless because he doesn't want us to be mindless. He wants true relationship with us. So that free will, now there's people in this earth on the earth that have not chosen to walk with Jesus, have not chosen this opportunity to be back in Eden with him, to walk in fullness, to be the newness, the righteousness of Christ Jesus, to be saved and have eternal life with him in heaven one day. There's people that have not made that choice and are still operating out of the sinful flesh that Adam and Eve left us out of their decisions. Are you following me? A.K.A. If God is good, why is there bad? Well, because humans exist still. 
And if God was to intervene and start to take over and start to feed all the orphans and start himself and start to um, stop crime and injustice himself and stop abortion himself and do all those things on his own and and he took away our opportunity to partner with him and do it, our free will, then actually what would happen is we would stop being human beings with a mind of its own and 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 have choices. That would be stripped away from us. So out of God's goodness and out of his desire for true relationship with human beings, not just now, but for eternity, you have to understand this is, earth is not our home. It's not our forever home. One day we're going to pass away and scripture says that our bodies are going to actually, our spirits are actually going to get new bodies and we're going to actually live in eternity with God. That's what we're made for in a new, in a new heaven and a new earth, a new Eden. And so if we, if we just let God come in here and start to intervene, we actually lose our humanity. We lose the very thing that makes us be able to have relationship and true love for our creator. I think the, uh, one of my, like, the things that I just think is so funny, the thing I thought when that person commented on my TikTok and said, um... If God is so good, then why are there orphans dying and kids going hungry? Why doesn't he do something about that? And number one, I would answer, well, he created you. And he gave you the free will to get off your butt and go do something about it. And so if you just want to sit here and complain about it and not do anything, that's on you. That's not on God. And then the second thing I thought was, yeah, but you don't want him to intervene anyway. Because you're saying, if God's so good, why is it this bad? But you've never given God the opportunity to intervene in your life. You think that you're God. You think that you have all the answers. You think that your morals equal good. You think that you know the standards of humanity. You think that you're the one that created this whole earth and all the people. You don't actually want him to intervene at all. So we come to this crossroads of if God is good, why is there bad? Well, what's good? What's bad? Secondly, let's talk about sin, how that creates what most people think is bad. However, in this world right now, a lot of people are thinking things are good that are actually bad, and they're calling things that are are bad actually good. Uh, It's almost like Scripture said that was going to happen or something. But we talked about original sin, talked about old covenant, we talked about new covenant, we talked about free will. We talked about the consequence of the intervention of God. Thou, now, where does that leave us? It leaves us believing once again that God is God and that we are not. And it also gives us insight into the true heart of Jesus because it, it shows us that what God prioritizes above all else, is relationship with us. And I think the, the, the true manner of this all is that because God prioritized relationship with us over all else, he was willing to send his son to die for us so that we could have relationship with him. Why? Because he understood that relationship with him was actually the cure to all the bad that we were seeing in this world. 
Everything we see that's happening in this world is the consequences of sin, of brokenness. And God is saying, I have the solution. His name is Jesus, but I'm going to give you once again a choice to choose this solution or not to so that you can experience true love and a true choice daily to walk with me so that you're not a robot, so that you can have true, in, true relationship. So there's, if there's God's good, why is there still bad? Because there's still people in this world that don't know Jesus. Because we still live in a broken, sinful world that needs, needs to know about God, that needs to know about Jesus, that, that humanity could be saved from if they knew what to put their hope in. And I think that's where I leave us. If God is good, why is there bad? There's bad because people need Jesus. And one day, God's going to come back. He's going to gather all the people that follow him, take us to the new heaven and the new earth, and we're going to walk in a world that's perfect. Why is it going to be perfect? It's going to be perfect because we all know Jesus there. And he's our solution. So I hope that gave you guys some clarity today on this topic. We can go, I mean, we can run this a hundred million ways. We could bring some other people on to talk about this topic, which maybe we should find like a good theologian to help us break this down in a lot of ways. Um, I just thought of somebody actually that I could reach out to to come on, which would be really cool. But anyway, let's call this part one of if God is good, why is there bad? And I hope that that gives you a lot of perspective on what's happening. God is not like a puppet master pulling strings over what people do. He's a God, he's an orchestrator. The puppet master holds the strings and pulls on the strings. The orchestrator just shows you which way and which arm to move would be best. But an orchestrator doesn't make somebody blow the trumpet. He just tells them this is how you should do it. How you choose to do it's up to you. I love y'all. Hope this podcast encouraged you. If it did, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, share it with a friend. Um, and the other day, actually, I saw some of y'all started posting some like notes you guys were taking from the pod and, uh, some other things, which has been really cool. So if you guys love doing that, just tag me in whatever you guys are posting. I'd love to see y'all engaging with the podcast and I'll share it on my stories as well. Love y'all catch you in the next one. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.